What starts here changes the world. Well, I've got to admit, I kind of like it. What starts here changes the world. We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreamers. The average American will meet 10,000 people in their lifetime. I was handcuffed to another man from another tribe whose language I did not speak. But if every one of you changed the lives of just 10 people, and each one of those people changed the lives of another 10 people, and another 10, we did not know each other. And we could not speak to each other because if we could have spoken to each other, we might have been able to figure out what was happening to us. To every politician who is taking donations from the NRA. It is because America has not invested in its people. Shame on you. And you can change the entire population of the world, 8 billion people. And if we could have figured out what was happening to us, we might have been able to prevent it. If you think it's hard to change the lives of 10 people, change their lives forever, well, it didn't happen. Here we are. You're wrong. Are you better off than you were four years ago? My fellow Americans, it's time to speak out. They're looking for help. They're looking for help. They're not looking for more of the same. When people lose their jobs, there's a good chance I'll know them by their name. When a factory closes, I know the people who ran it. When the businesses go bankrupt, I know them. We will respond with that timeless creed that sums up the spirit of a people. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. And when we get enough money, honey, we'll bring you down. But their children were saved. Their children's children. Generations were saved by one decision, one person. But changing the world can happen anywhere, and anyone can do it. So what starts here can indeed change the world. But the question is, what will the world look like after you change it? Welcome to Public Access America. Make a stand. I know I did. Thank you very much, and may God bless America. Brenda. Yes. Uh, yeah, here? that's my name. We're here in New York City. Yeah, I came here in January. You're, you're sleeping right here on right. the streets on 7th Ave. Yeah, I feel safe here, and there's always people around, and it's lit up pretty well. And if it rains or the weather's bad, I can go into Penn Station. So what happened? Well, my life was pretty good, actually. I thought I worked 35 years, I graduated college, but in uh, 2011, I entered a bus in San Diego, California. And as I stepped into the bus, someone stepped out of the bus, but the driver was looking at the man stepping out of the bus saying goodbye to him. Didn't know I stepped in the bus. So when he moved the door to take off, he knocked me down. I wasn't hurt yet. It was when he floored the gas pedal my left leg swung across and slammed into the steel door. It didn't have rubber on the door. The bus was not supposed to be out of the yard. Uh, the ambulance took me, but he didn't follow the protocol. They didn't bring a supervisor. They didn't pull the bus. He just went on normal schedule. So you were seriously injured? Well, permanent nerve damage. I mean, I've had nerve conduction tests and four MRIs. I'm permanently damaged. I can't bicycle. I can't run. I get what's called pain inhibited and I can only take pee, -pee steps. My legs close up like a flower almost, kind of like that. And, but you weren't able to have any recourse with the bus company or anything? Well, I filed a lawsuit myself in Superior Court. But this lawyer, young lawyer was recommended to me and I took her. And she started out good, uh, Melissa DeLeon, and she's got two demur motions to strike thrown out. 
But then I caught her lying. She told me she wanted me to say I tripped over the kneeler and I never tripped over anything. I stepped straight into that bus like I normally would. I, every day I was doing 100 steps three times a day at the convention center, riding my pink beach cruiser, okay, to Santee. I was riding it 10 miles a day. I mean, I, if I'm, I think I'm a fall risk. I'm not gonna do 100 steps a couple times a day. I would have killed myself. I was, I didn't trip over anything. And my injury, the location of it, is not conclusive that I could trip unless my leg turned like this, which my legs are straight, my weight's even. But anyway, she said that the judge ordered mediation, which he never did. And they really threatened me, screamed at me all in my face, her, her lawyer, the mediator, to settle, and I said no. And. So she told me she needed out. She wanted out of the case because she would have got caught committing legal malpractice. So I let her out because she didn't even have any discovery on the defendant. So I let her out and then the judge said, I dismissed this case without prejudice. You have every right to sue, but you got to start all over again. Well, between pain, depression, pain management, re rehab, I never started again. I just... It got me down that I lost my physical activity because I was always hyperactive, very movable my whole life. And I don't know if the statute's over, but if it isn't, I really would like to start it over again. So how'd you get here? I mean... Okay, when I worked 35 years, I paid FICA, that's my tax money, my money. Social Security in San Diego denied me my money, which they are not allowed to do, but they did. The judge ruled fully favorable decision. That's the best decision a judge can give you. Last year, August. So I came back to Pennsylvania to get on a senior housing building to get in so I'm not homeless anymore because it's a 30-year check. But it's under renovation. They're gonna house this year from August to December. I'm on the list praying I get in. I call them, they know my number, they know where I am. That's what I'm trying to accomplish is get in housing, not being homeless anymore, going back to normalcy. In the meantime, I went to San Francisco Social Security and I said to them, I want my SSD, you can't deny me. And he said, yeah, you have SSD money, apply. Well, I'd already applied in 2012. The judge gave me back to 2010. They should have gave me a check for seven years retro but they didn't give me anything. So I reapplied like he said, well, didn't know what happened all these months. My money's not right and I'm not SSI, which they're giving me SSI. They lowered my check a couple hundred dollars from California. So you are getting disability? No. Oh, you're not getting anything? No, I'm getting SSI, but I'm not SSI, I'm SSD, a big difference. So New York said to me, we'll fix it. But they sent me a letter a week ago saying that the worker in California at San Francisco, where the judge said fully favorable and he should have put my money through, he X'd it out and he said she's not disabled. He's not allowed to go over the judge's head. He's a regular worker and they, they're investigating what happened. They told me so far that's what happened. I know. They owe me a lot of money. If they, wait a minute, I had talked to a woman to buy a $38,000 RV, a beautiful $100,000 RV this couple used. She was handicapped, it's all handicap accessible. They moved to Hawaii, they were selling it. I would have not been homeless. I would have had my retro money, they owe me like $80,000.
and they didn't give me shit. They didn't give me my money. And he told me, I said to him, I, you worked 35 years and paid FICA, I'm SSD. He goes, if you don't sign this paper for SSI, you're not getting any money. So I signed it under duress because I went seven years with no money. I needed money. So do you have any income now? I get SSI, but I'm not SSI. $750. Right. Yeah. $750 isn't enough. You can't live anywhere in New York for it. And or food's San very Diego. expensive. No, San Diego waiting list is five or 10 years just to get a studio. They don't have any there. It's all for millionaires, you know. It's, Seven seven twenty yeah. isn't going to give you a place to stay. No, and San Diego paid nine eighty, which is what SSD would pay. So you sleep out here on the sidewalk. I, I'm sixty years old. I worked thirty five years. I'm a college graduate. I have no record. I have never been arrested or accused of anything, and I sleep on the sidewalk. And that's what America's doing to senior citizens. Now, why here? I know you said you feel safe, but why does this make you feel safe? Well, because Modell's is open till late. Penn Station's open 24 hours a day. If it rains, I could go inside. If I need a bathroom, I could go inside. Um, there's always someone uh, that restaurants, McDonald's open 24 hours, that restaurant's open very late. So there's always people through here, around here. I sleep very well. I, well, I live on my faith in Jesus. I sleep very well. Do you feel safe with the people around all the time? Yeah, I do, yeah. Because I've often wondered sometimes homeless people pick places to sleep that are very public, and I yes. think it's because that gives them security. Yeah, I mean, no, I know some that prefer seclusion that would go where the, in a dark alley where there's no one, but I prefer, uh, it's lit up and it's a popular place and there's people going to the train station all night long and eating and shopping and you know, it's a busy area. I like it here. What's your future like? Well, I'm hoping to get my housing and just go back to normal life, but I'm sort of torn a little bit. I'm having a difficult time where I rolled with the punches and I let a lot of people wrong me, the government wronged me. Uh, they cheated me out of my money and uh, I'm getting a little bitter now and I'm praying that I don't do that, go the wrong way. Here. It's, it's easy to get cynical and bitter out here. Well, I should have never been homeless and everyone in San Diego said that and knew that. And you know, I should have had justice in the courtroom I heard the lawyer was the bus driver's cousin, and she probably was. That would be so San Diego. No, it's everywhere. I I, okay. I had a law case once that, uh, you know, the deals are made behind the scenes. And Well, the judge did the right thing, though. He dismissed it without prejudice and said, I see your injuries. You have every right to sue. He's the only one that did the right thing. But I have to give him that, he did. He, he knew the truth and he did the right thing. What would you want people to know about homelessness that they probably don't know? Well, I can tell you that they look at me every day, they make assumptions, they make, they, they, uh, they're the jury and the trial and they judge you every day, all day long. They make assumptions. I've had women say I wear lipstick. I do wear lipstick. You know, if you're that petty in New York and you're the capital and you're all that and you care that a homeless woman wears lipstick, I feel sorry for you. 
I mean, it's really pathetic. And I've had it said several times. My lipstick's under $3. But do they know that? No, because it's my color. You know, you, you, <laughs> you know every, I mean, I'm so glad you brought that up because every time I interview a homeless woman who, you know, is taking care of herself yeah. and has makeup, people all, well, she's wearing makeup. How does she afford to make it? She's homeless. She can't make you know? And second of all, someone bought me the eyeshadow and I joined Planet Fitness over here. It's a one-time startup fee, $16, $10 a month and 40 one-time fee. And I take a shower every day so I can take care of myself. I don't want to offend people. I want to take care of myself. Someone else messed me up. I didn't mess myself up. Yeah. But there, I just was shocked how petty women can be in New York. I was very surprised by that. I thought they were classier than that, but they're not. You know, if you, you're gonna judge me because I have lipstick on, I'll put it on more and more every day. I don't care. That's you how I am. You gotta take care of yourself. You gotta have some semblance of normal, you know. Yeah, I went to work every day. You know what? I was where you were for 35 years. Maybe you're gonna one day be where I am. You can't never say never. Because you don't know. An accident could turn you into a paraplegic, quadriplegic. You don't know. You don't know. Your life can change in a split second. Never say never. But the judgment of these people. And I, a lot of times, honestly, I laugh. I have a sign. They said I had the best sign in New York City because it says, I'm 60 and up for adoption. And, I mean, people usually crack up. They that. crack up. And it's a crack up, but it makes them have fun. And, you know... They're not really Do you smilers. Have to sign with you? Uh, not a, yeah, 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 okay. No, and uh, usually I've had a lot of people stop and take pictures of it. Oh, yeah, and, that's a great sign. And they'll laugh and they'll even for, try not to and they'll catch themselves laughing, you know. So it makes me have a good day when I work with the people like that, you know. If you had three wishes, what would they be? Well, I'm grateful for a lot of things, and my relationship with Jesus is the most important one. I'd like to get the apartment that I put in for. Um, I will have money to buy furniture for it, <laughs> yeah, get a good night's sleep in the bed. <laughs> and I pray that uh, um, uh, Richard Gere did a movie in New York City called Time Out of Mind, where he played a homeless man. I would like everyone to watch that movie. I think they should watch it and, you know, maybe not looking at us, maybe looking at him, they'll understand things more, uh, be more uh, empathetic and understanding. But you be kind, you know, just so, like you said, a smile, a kindness. A man all day long brought me cold water, food to eat, and he said, I'm no one. I, I, I'm, this is nothing. He said, this is coming from higher up. And it was such a beautiful thing, you know, it was so kind and it just... It makes you feel good. It just makes you feel normal, <laughs> maybe. Well, thank you very much for talking. Yeah, thank you very much. Appreciate it. <laughs> Hope I wasn't too harsh, but I was very honest. To those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. And to all those who have wondered if America's beacon still burns as bright tonight we prove once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our arms or the scale of our wealth but from the enduring power of our ideals democracy liberty
trying to rape you. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, they will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently for letting you, me or nobody, is going to hit as hard as life. Yes, we can. What your country can do for you. I have a dream. Ask what you can do for your country. My poor little children. Yes, we can. One day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. It ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you beat. Welcome to Public Access America. Yes, we can. Now on Instagram and SoundCloud. You wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. On Twitter. Apple Podcasts for Stitcher Smart Radio. Potable and more. Yes, we can. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making. In the making.